Welcome to Hands at the Table with your hosts, Bori Shurani and Jeff Bramhall. We believe the massage therapists can create meaningful, fulfilling practices by identifying the limiting beliefs that we hold. We also believe massage therapists can be a key part of patient care, and we're here to begin to bridge the gap between LMTs and other health and wellness professionals. We're happy you're joining us on this journey. Okay, so welcome to Hands at the Table, episode three. And today, drum roll, my guest is Jeff, the favorite Jeff right here on the show. So we're going to start with him and see where he's coming from and learn a lot about him, hopefully, uh, all the secrets and everything. So hello, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. So let's get to it. So you're a licensed massage therapist and you have a practice now in Massachusetts. And then we're going to kind of like unfold from that. So my first question is like, what was before massage? Like who was Jeff before massage therapy? Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's not a, there's not a straightforward answer to that. Um, <laughs> so prior to starting my massage business, um, uh, so I've been, I've been, I was trained as a massage therapist in 2013. I didn't open my, I didn't open my own practice until 2020. Um, I have, I, in the, the two years prior to opening the practice, I was, uh, running the business of reflexive performance reset RPR. It's a system of, uh, self-care techniques and that, um, I was teaching mostly to coaches and trainers and, uh, and frankly, other massage therapists. Um, prior to that, I was a, um, I was a uh, I was a salesperson. I was selling uh, I was selling uh, engineering software, uh, in a uh, in a cloud-based engineering software in a super high uh, high velocity environment, which was uh, really fun and a really huge departure for me. Um, prior to that, I was working in healthcare finance uh, for for a bunch of years. So it's like <laughs> a, like I said, like everything is a everything is in a totally straight line. Um, but my but I came into massage. Um, I actually, while I was, while I was working for my, the, the healthcare, the healthcare startup that I worked, that I was working, mm -hmm. that I worked for, for a number of years, um, I had a really serious health issue. I, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, deep vein thrombosis and a pulmonary embolism. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was 33 years old and mm -hmm. was like, and just and was really highly identified as an athlete. I, I was, uh, I was doing CrossFit at that point. I would, mm. I was, I had been a bike racer for years prior to that. I'd done all kinds of, I was so identified with my body with like performance. Um, and over the course of a couple of weeks, I just, my whole body started to feel like it was falling apart. And I thought my job was, I just genuinely thought the stress from my job was killing me. Um, uh, but it turns out that it was actually my body that was trying to kill me. Uh, <laughs> Um, it was actually a little embolism that was killing you. No, not, not your job. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was not. It was not the job. It was. Uh, it was the fact that my blood decided it liked to stick together. Um, and you know, I like community, so sticking together is something I understand. Um, yeah. But but uh, but I, I um, that was a huge wake up call for me. Uh, and I think if people listen to your episode, your episode, you're like you, you when you say like oh, I didn't have this amazing life changing experience. I actually did have one of those mm -hmm. amazing life changing experiences where. I had actually been, I was feeling like utter garbage 
And I went to, I went to my doctor and I was misdiagnosed twice. Um, I mm. went home twice with uh, Z-Packs uh, as though I had a common cold. And, um, oh, wow. and uh, it was calling my acupuncturist and just saying, and this is uh, Brad from Acumobility Wellness and Acumobility, who I, is somebody that I will plug at all turns. Um, I call him and I'm, Brad, I just feel awful. Something's not right. And uh, I'm coughing on like, I'm coughing horribly. Like I, my legs are, my legs are swollen. I can't really walk too well. Like everything's wrong and I don't have a freaking clue what it is. And, um, Brad, who's, he's a movement guy and an acupuncturist. He's a, he's kind of a, he's kind of a jack of all trades in a way that I aspire towards. Um, He's like, he's like, yeah, just come in. And he, he opens up the office on a Sunday. I go and I see him. He looks at me. He has me lay on the table, looks at me, and he's like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. You're going to, uh, tomorrow morning, first thing, you're going to call your doctor's office and you're going to tell them that you need an ultrasound on your leg. And if they don't give you an ultrasound, you're going to dry, you're going to go to the emergency room and tell the people at the emergency room that you need an ultrasound on your leg. Because what you really need is an ultrasound on your leg. And... So I call my doctor's office, I get in, I go to, I go to the hospital, and um, I have at this point no idea what a DVT is, but everyone's saying like, oh, he's got a DVT, and then, you know, I'm like a high-risk person in the, in the ER, and I have no concept of what's going on. Um, but, you know, long story long, uh, I realized that, yes, my body, my job wasn't killing me, but at the same time, I needed to do something different, and Mm. that's where I found uh, I was able to keep my job but uh, and kind of and you know, and adjust my schedule a bit with them so that I could go to massage school at night and um, and it was the best decision that I've ever made um, and the inspiration from Brad came like you know when we think about how you can be very educated, but also do a really responsible, the more educated you are, the more responsible you can be with, um, with your continuum of care and with your, with the, with your, um, with, uh, your professional, your professional, your professional boundaries. Brad never mm-hmm. said you have a blood clot. He mm-hmm. never said anything about that. He never said anything about that. He, he just told me with like utter great, like a very grave statement, go do these things. And that I think is one of the most responsible things that anyone has ever done in my life, most, most visibly responsible things. And that made a, that really made an impression. Um, and, and you know, that's, that's what kind of brought me to where I, where I am to ultimately to where I am today. Okay. And then was there like a specific direction that pulled you toward like specifically towards massage or... <sighs> Well, the, uh, the, 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 the simplest answer is that I was looking at, uh, massage, acupuncture and chiropractic. And, mm-hmm. um, because I also have a, I have a great chiropractor that I've worked with for, for a number of years. And, um, there was one option that did not involve me starting, starting to work when I was 40 years old with a quarter million dollars of debt. And yes. it was, and it was massage school. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think on one level I had kind of resigned myself to it, but on the other end, I was actually like, I was like, Oh, all I need to do what I really want to do is for the state of Massachusetts to say, it's okay for you to touch somebody. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then I can kind of make what I want to make from there. Yeah. 
and I think that's very true for our profession is like massage therapy can be a lot of things that you want to make it to. Um, you just want to have to start somewhere and be legally uh, able to touch someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 like, you know, I'm not, not big on like liability stuff, but there is, but I am, I, there's one thing that I won't get caught practicing without a license. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. And then, so what do you love about your practice now? And then um, what do you love about massage therapy? What's your favorite thing? Um, my absolute favorite thing is the look on someone's face when they are, when they realize they're able to do something that they had resigned themselves to never doing again. Um, that, that like that look of just of wonder is something that I, I don't think adults get that adults don't mm-hmm. get to experience wonder and that sucks. And when they come to, when they come into a session with me and I, I do my, my work, my, my sessions are set up pretty differently from uh, most other massage therapists that I've worked with aside from uh, uh, there's a guy, a guy local to me called Jeffrey McLeod. And then there's some, and the person he learned from is Bill Polk um, where they do a lot of moving around. Like a, a good portion of the time they spend together is fully clothed. Um, my whole sessions are fully clothed because I want somebody to start to, to see, like, I want somebody to know when they, when something made a difference, I want them to start to move around with it. And it's mm-hmm. really hard to do that when they don't have pants on. Yeah. 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 Correct. Okay. So that's how your session looks like. And they're fully clothed and then you get them in and out of movements. You do something on the table and then you get them up and then let them experience it. Yeah, exactly. And, and if there's like, because if we make a change, like the first thing, if, if there's a change in how a positive change in how somebody's body is moving or organized, right? Like if they, if they, if, if they all of a sudden are able to use their glutes, but they, and they've spent all this time with their, like, with the, like, you know, with their hamstring pretending that it was a glute or their lower back pretending that it was a glute and they all and they get their and they they get their glutes they get these awesome feelings and these are phrases that i hear all the time like oh, i feel so light i feel so like mm-hmm. I, I feel this like this weight came off or i feel like so centered like i don't feel like i'm I, I feel like i'm just standing standing on my feet as opposed to like on my toes and hearing all those things like you know i feel like there's actually there's a lot of power in in taking those like in doing that after a really small bite like a very little uh, as a, uh, in front of a, after a very small action, as opposed mm-hmm. to doing it at the end of like a 75 minute or a 90 minute or a 60 minute massage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. So, and on that, like what kind of clientele are you working with or who, who do you specifically advertise? What's your favorite client base? My favorite people are, so uh, my favorite people are just the people who like, all of my clients are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I, I know. Yes. Yeah, but, but uh, the people that I, the, the, my, my favorite clients are people that um, they have a really strong identity with their body in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't have to be like, they don't have to be like, you know, top tier professional athletes or something like that. But they, you know, they, there's somebody that goes to the gym. There's somebody that, that like they ride, they ride a bike, they run, they do something, they're active. They, they, they do something active in general. So they have an idea of what they, what their body feels like. Um, mm-hmm. And they also like, there, there's something else that comes with that is they have an idea of what it's like to progress. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I, I want somebody to come in with, uh, I want somebody to come in that understands that progression exists and that progression can, progression like is possible. That, that, mm -hmm. that's really, that's really important to me. Like I, I work with a lot of folks who have, um, who have chronic lower back pain and the, what I found is like the dividing line between the ones that have really positive experiences and the ones that don't have as positive experiences or even have negative experiences are um, the ability to like, you know, if, if you're, if you come, if you identify as, you know, I've tried everything and nothing's worked, then nothing will work. Mm -hmm. I've tried everything. I've tried everything I know of and nothing's worked yet. You got a chance. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's the people who, the people who, you know, the people who are like, you know, I feel okay, but I know I can feel good and I want to feel good. And then there's the people who are like, and there's the people who I feel bad and I know that I can feel good and I want to get there. Those are the people that I, I love. Um, they tend to be like, you know, like, like draws like, they tend to be like, they tend to be people in their like mid thirties, um, mid late thirties tend to be, um, tend to be at, like at least semi-athletic. And those are, those are the folks that, those are the folks that find themselves mm -hmm. here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can hear this, like, especially we're going to go to your background too in sports. So, but definitely, I think if you, if you practice sports and you definitely have this gravitation towards athletic populations, because you know that, as you said, like realizing progress and having the hope to have progress, I think that's important. So, so what is your background in sports? Like you mentioned jujitsu before when we, we were talking a little bit. So what else is there? Yeah, so I've practiced jujitsu um, uh, uh, for that's relatively new. I really like to be mm -hmm. bad at. I really like to be bad at a sport. I love to learn how to. I love to go from complete and utter novice to like serviceable. I don't really uh -huh. care about becoming great at a sport for the most part. Like I, I care about becoming great at what I do, like what I do professionally. But like, I like to learn. I I, I love learning sports, and I, I like jujitsu for the same reason that I like massage, um, because it's puzzles. I like figuring, mm. I like, to, I like working on, working on figuring, figuring things out. Um, so that's my, that's what I, that's what I do now. I lift weights as well. Um, I do, I ride it uh, since like, since COVID happened, I've been riding my mountain bike like four days a week, mm -hmm. five days a week. I love, I love that. That's something I picked up. You know, I used to do that when I was like 30, when I was in the, the teenager and the, the mid nineties and I came back to it a few years ago and then went away from it. And that's just been, I've been doing it all the time lately. Um, uh, yeah, prior to that, I spent a bunch of years, uh, racing bikes. I was mostly racing, uh, cyclocross, which is, uh, kind of a halfway between, uh, road, road racing and mountain bike racing, but the races are all really short. So it's like 45 mm -hmm. minutes of, of just like slobbering wow. all over yourself and going really, <laughs> really hard. And, and it's, it's a great, it's a really, really great sport that I love, um, you know, you're on the bike, you're off the bike, you're running, running up a hill with a bike on your shoulder. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's like 90 degrees out. Sometimes it's like 12 degrees out and it's snowing. And like, that's, those are just the conditions you're racing. Um, so I've done that. Uh, and then growing up, I was, uh, baseball, like baseball, basketball, soccer, um, played football in high school. Um, actually like blew out my knee playing football when I was in, uh, when I was a at the beginning of my junior year of high school and that like that actually sent me down this like hole of like essentially losing my body for a long time mm. um i was always a i was always a big kid like i was i i like i was a 
I was a big kid, real big kid. And then I blew out my knee and then I became really, really big. I was like, Mm -hmm. when I was uh, 17, I think I was 335 pounds. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, riding a bike, like I stopped eating meat, started riding a bike that got me down to, that got me down to like around 200. And then I started lifting weights and then went up and down. Um, You know, it's, it's been a really long history of like, being in and out of my body, I guess, is a mm-hmm. way that I would, is a way that I would put it mm-hmm. and like re reacclimating. Mm-hmm. So on that note, like when, when you're in your body, like, for example, like, do you get massages or do you feel like that's something that helps you like feel your body or sense your body more or oh, how yeah. do you do it? Yeah. I mean, I love, I, I love getting like any mm-hmm. kind of body work. I, I like, I like trying different things. I like mm-hmm. trying, I like working with different practitioners. Um, the one, the one type of body where the, like for me, the, I've had the biggest ongoing bang for the buck out of acupuncture. Um, mm-hmm. That's really, really helped. That's helped me a lot um, from a, like an internal systems uh, standpoint, um, that's been that's been great. Um, I've got a few massage therapists that I work with around me that I just absolutely adore. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like I mentioned earlier, I have a I have a chiropractor who I work with who I just like. He's just fantastic. He's like the person that I, I've referred. He sent me so many thank you cards for referrals, uh, <laughs> but like, but, but yeah, it's uh, like, I, I, I try to do that. I try to get body work, you know, prior to prior to COVID, I was probably getting one type of body work or another every three weeks or so. I, I'd like, mm-hmm. to get, and I'm aiming to get back towards that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely important to keep ourselves healthy too. So, oh yeah. Like you can't be a skinny chef. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I, I now and, that I and, think about it, <laughs> like you know, one of the things that I think about, like a, as a pet peeve, like uh, you know, is when I get is when I get notes from, you know, in my intake. When was the last? Like a lot of times, I'll have the I have the questions of like, you know, when was the last time you had body work? What kind of body work has worked really well? What hasn't worked so well? And almost to a person, like if they are not a, if they are like a, a if they're not a, a practitioner, their answer of like how long ago is usually like sometime in the last six months. And almost all the practitioners that I work with are like, you know, it's like, oh, was that the last time you and I worked together? Or it was mm-hmm. like, you know, or it was like, you know, like two years ago or something like that. I'm like, man, you gotta Ooh. like, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So like on that note, because I know some of us are falling into that uh, hamster wheel where, um, you know, like we're just like working, 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 and then we don't get to get taken care of or of ourselves. Um, is there any other, well, I guess like the other question is like, do you have a chew toy now? I meaning something that is your, the focus of your practice or the focus of your studies or where do you want to take your practice? Like, is there something like that really, really just grabs your attention in uh, our professional world? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like everything grabs it. Um, yeah. So I, it was funny that you mentioned in, in your, in your episode, you mentioned Chai Tao. It's like, I've got like, I, my, my laptop is literally lifted up on top of, uh, on top of two Chai Tao <laughs> books right now. Um, 
So uh, that's that. Like you know, his his stuff is like the stuff that he put that he put out is just fascinating, and it's so interesting. And like even if I never use any of it, I want to. I love learning about it. Um, the two things that I the two things that are re, that are at the top of my list. Um, one is craniosacral therapy. It's mm -hmm. uh, that's a modality that I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by. Like the the whole notion of like the whole notion of like of just rhythms that like mm -hmm. rhythmic work is something that I really uh, that really resonates with me um I, I think like biorhythm is a very like the idea of biorhythm is something that that resonates with me kind of in the same way that um when I first took an anatomy tra the anatomy trains for manual therapists it it really resonated like the tense the biotensegrity model really mm -hmm. resonated with me um and the other thing that I really want to do going on that one is I really want to get out to Boulder and go to, um, go to one of Myers's, uh, Tom Myers's, uh, fresh tissue dissections. Mm. That is like not the top of the list. It's the top of the top of the list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how much does that cost right now? God, I think those are like, it's like 2000 bucks. Yeah. It's yep. like, that that like you do you know why uh, like so so one of the like the the thing that it's like the 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 chew toy that I've been really working with now is actually like setting up the finances of my practice so that it can that so that it actually feeds the life that I want to live mm -hmm. and so that mm -hmm. means like setting aside like that means using uh, I'm I'm using a methodology called pro profit first where I actually set aside like I determine what my profit margin is going to be I set that aside in a separate account so that I can, at some point I can invest in like, and, and I'm choosing to do that so that I can invest in, in the future, being able to, being able to actually go and do that, do that class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, that must be like a fascinating class and seeing that I've did um, cadaver dissections, but it's like day and night. But if you see like videos, like somebody doing like, uh, like dissections like that, it's just, so fascinating mind-blowing yeah, like, yeah like that was where they discovered like like it was in one of those classes like whatever random class that they were in that like somebody had like scalpel technique that was good enough that they were like oh hey there's muscle fibers at the diaphragm and the psoas share and then they like look at other ones and they're like oh there's muscle fibers at the diaphragm and the psoas share on this person and then you're like holy cow that's like <laughs> mind-blowing stuff because that means that your breath literally can change your hips like mm -hmm. we know it but now it's like now it's like it's just we, we knew it i think we knew it intuitively like pri is all based on that but like look now even like the people who are just like who are like muscles 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 like even those folks are like you it's like this becomes incontrovertible now we all have to like we get to like learn we get to learn this new stuff that's 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 exciting mm-hmm Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then for the people to like see that and then, okay, you can't say it's not there anymore because it's here. <laughs> like you can see it. <laughs> yep. So that's awesome. Um, okay. So how about something that you would want to change in your practice or that you think that you would want to change either in your practice or in yourself. And I kind of like going in this like personal mm. um, development journey. Like, is there anything on your radar that you have something like set aside or. So for me, the biggest, the, the thing that I'm trying to change, and this is like, 
you know, I mentioned earlier the baggage around the term massage therapist. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing now is actually like is owning that term. I -hmm. used to really bristle away from it. And so from a personal and a professional development standpoint is I'm actually saying I'm a massage therapist. Uh, My business is called Just Breathe Manual Therapy because I I find that that's I think that that's I'm comfortable with that. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. it needs to change to massage therapy, but I would say constantly that I'm a manual therapist or I wouldn't put the LMT because I had this like undercut in my own mind of like, of like, oh, then if someone sees that they're going to think about like, they're going to think about like a foot spa or they're going to think about elements Mm. or they're going to think about like, you know, they're going to like, it's going to immediately put in their mind like, okay, that like massage therapist, cool, $30 $30 credit card swipe, like that's what they're going to have in their mind. And I mm-hmm. don't, and I, and I really wanted to break that. Um, and I was talking to, I, I spoke with a friend of mine he was like, and he was like, he's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, you know, I do the, I do this. And he's like, so like I do like everyone feels great afterwards, blah, blah, blah. And he's <laughs> like, so you do massage. And I was like, well, yeah. He's like, don't tell me I'm wrong. It was like, he was like, he was like pretending as though he was like a, a, like a potential client, but he was actually taking the filter off. And he was like, don't tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. And, and that like, and that your experience, my, my experience with you is going to be way better than, than what I could even imagine. And I was like, oh, you got me. That's like, mm-hmm. that, so personally and practice wise is getting comfortable with saying that I'm a massage therapist, which is really funny considering this is the third episode of a podcast about massage therapists. <laughs> just, if I say it enough times, it's going to get, it's going to be second nature. I, I think so too. And I think you're not alone with like struggling with that for sure, because it's just, yeah. I mean, like people have this idea of massage therapy every time, you know, when you see those like big blinking sign, massage, massage, massage. And it's like, next to like a gas station or something like that and you're like oh my god like this is this is the one that I don't want to see and it's open at like midnight like these are the places I don't want to see like I'm a massage therapist but I I want to be able to comfortable and be proud of that and I think like that's one of the things that we're trying to do with it this podcast too is like no like we should be proud of this we are doing a lot of things but I know I struggle with that too sometimes like saying that you're you're a massage therapist you're just a massage therapist it's almost like that so it's yeah we need to switch that in people's head but in ours too for sure yeah i'm gonna put a little bookmark here in my mind about somebody we should have a chiropractor that we should have a chiropractor that comes on and talks about what it's like to be a really a forward-thinking chiropractor in a world where there's like all the like you know you go into any like low income neighborhood and it's just like, it's like, you know, like, like car accident, back pain, and it's just like a big flashing mm-hmm. chiropractor sign. I wonder mm-hmm. what it's like, because I mean, those folks are dealing with like, you know, like I said, like I was looking at earlier, they're dealing with a quarter million dollars worth of, uh, worth of, co- worth of college mm-hmm. debt. And then, and they're competing in that same space. Uh, I mean, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, that's the thing is I think as massage therapists, I think as, I think as human beings, we think we're alone in our, in our, uh, in our struggles. But when we start to say those out loud, I think that we, we find that there's a lot of people that feel that feel a lot of the same things. And it's the courage to say something out loud that actually um, gives someone else permission to you know, experience that same thing. Yeah. 
And um, it's super interesting. Just today, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about change and why is it hard to change. And one of the things about sharing struggles and sharing um, these scars or these injuries that happen to you is that somebody holds this with you. It's you're not alone and you're sharing this and you're sharing the whole weight of this. And that's, I think that's important. So, but that's a whole other rabbit hole right now. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you, because like some of those questions, like uh, that we talked about last time with me. So one of them is like, what's your hobbies? And then after that, I'm going to ask you the book recommendations too. Cool. Um, So hobbies, uh, I love, I love reading. I love doing pretty much anything physically active. Um, my wife and I have uh, two cats and we uh, dote on them. And so like, <laughs> you know, I play with that. Like, I, I just, I get so much joy out of that. Like, and um, yeah, that's like, you know, when I've got free time, that's, it's usually like one of those. And like, you know, I like a, I, I really like a cooking competition show. I'll watch a chopped or a guy's grocery games. Like no, I will watch those. I will put those on in the background like anytime because I, I just, I can't turn it off. (laughs) And then, and on top of that, like, you know, we go like my wife and I, we both like, we're both big. We love to eat. So we will go, we'll go wherever we'll try. We'll try whatever. We're always looking for, looking for something cool and something different. And yeah, we, yeah, we're, that's, that's kind of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about books? Books. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a hard question. Especially yeah. if you like to read, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, yeah. So you and I actually, like, we, we do the similar things. Like I always have, like, I, I kind of have a, a rotation going where I have the book that I read in the morning, which is usually a, like a businessy, professionally, professional development type book. Um, and then I'm usually, and then I'll work on, like, I'll usually work on something that's like, pretty like pretty dense uh uh, that I'll do if I like when I sit down and eat I'll like sit down and eat my first meal of the day I'll usually I'll usually sit down in front of a book and then I've got like I've got fiction for fiction for bedtime um I my fave uh why zebras don't get ulcers by Robert Sapolsky is Mm -hmm. uh that's top of that's top of my list and I I, because for two reasons um I think everybody everybody understand. I think it, it, it does a better job of, than compared to almost any other book I've read of helping us understand why our current environment is so bad for us and like mm. how our, how the stress that we deal with on a day-to-day basis is just utterly toxic. Um, I think that, that, so that's like, that's top of my list, um, from a, uh, kind of a professional or, you know, uh, that kind of that standpoint. Um, I am currently reading the uh, complete Sherlock Holmes. Um, mm. So I like two nights ago finished The Hound of the Baskervilles, and I forgot how much I love reading fiction. Uh-huh. I just forgot, and it's so much fun. It's just such yeah. a blast. Uh, yeah. So uh, so um, let's see, and and I think like in my all time favorite fiction uh and you know what I actually the the big one that I was um the big that one that I've been on is I've been on a big James Baldwin kick lately uh, and he has a collection of short stories uh called Going to Meet the Man which is 
absolutely devastating, um, really heavy, but really, um, mm. you know, it was all, all stories that were written about the, uh, you know, mostly about black experience in America about 50 years ago, 60 years ago at this point. Uh, but the feeling in them is as relevant now as it was, as it was when they were written. Um, mm. He's he's there. I don't I, I don't know anybody that has as much of a way with words as he does. Hmm. Okay. I am definitely interested in that. Like sometimes heavy stuff is good. It's it's good. Yeah, and you're on and it's on Audible too. It's a it's a like that book itself is a free Audible. <laughs> there's a free Audible of it. So give that a listen to. Sunny's Blues is in there. Sunny's Blues is an amazing amazing story. Okay. Okay. So, um, did we capture of a capture a good picture of Jeff? I think you know who I am now. <laughs> we know everything now. <laughs> everything you need to know, and what more everything, what more exactly. there is will come out over time. Exactly. I know. We're telling you at the beginning. We're so like, you know, this is for the public. We we're polite and everything. And everything's gonna come out. It's fine. Yeah. All of us <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna show us us up anyway. So that's good. Okay, so um, thank you so much for uh, going under the uh, looking glass, magnifying yeah. glass. Yes. Microscope, microscope, looking microscope, glass. Microscope, yeah. All yes, of these yes, things. Exactly, I, yeah. exactly. Jeff, put, putting Jeff under the microscope. Um, so thank you so much for sharing and everything. And um, again, we can find you at Just Breathe Manual Therapy. Yep. And you're a massage therapist. Yes, in I'm a massage therapist in Massachusetts. Exactly. And both of our both of our infos and is going to be in the show in the description. Yes. So uh, thank you so much again for answering all the questions. And um, yeah, see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, Bori. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found it useful, please share it with a friend and leave a five star review. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. And we'll be back to you soon.